episode number 19 of the Healthier Life podcast. This is the last of our three-part series on setting goals and healthy habits for the year ahead. So if you haven't done so already, then check out episode number 17, which was all about why New Year's resolutions don't work and how to set SMART goals instead. And we also talked about the importance of having an inspirational statement so that you know your why behind your goals. And then in episode number 18, we talked about how to set healthy habits that will stick so that you can actually reach your goals. And today in episode number 19, we're tying that all together into an interview with my dear friend and fellow health coach, Daniela Ullman. Daniela and I studied on the same health coach training program together back in 2019, and we were actually accountability buddies during the program, and we've kept in touch ever since. Daniela is going to share her wisdom with you about building healthy habits and having a successful morning routine. But before I introduce her properly, I just wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this live in the week beginning the 10th of January 2022, then it's still not too late to sign up to my seven day healthy habits challenge. We're kicking off later today inside the Healthier Life Community Facebook group um, and there are daily emails and three awesome prizes to be won. The content will stay up for just a few days after the challenge, so hurry now to join us at bit.ly slash Healthy Habits Challenge 2022. We would love to see you there and support you in person to reach your health and wellness goals for this coming year. Now, if you're too late to join us for the seven day Healthy Habits Challenge, then Daniela is actually running her own seven day challenge starting the following week, January the 19th, 2022. It's going to be a magical morning challenge and you can learn how investing in your health for just 10 minutes a day will boost your energy, mood and immunity so that you can feel your energy rising, your stress levels decreasing and your happiness multiplying. Seven days, 70 minutes, seven morning rituals, I'll put the link to Daniela's Magical Morning Challenge in the show notes below if you're interested in joining that. So let me introduce you to Daniela. Daniela Ullman is the founder of Jumpstart to Success, Healthy Lifestyle by Design. She's a health coach and a motivational speaker, and she supports busy female professionals and entrepreneurs who are stuck with their health to implement positive lifestyle changes so they can become healthier, happier, and more successful in their life and in their career. I'm so excited to bring you this interview with Daniela, but before we start, just a quick disclaimer as always. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, let's head into my interview with Daniela Ullman. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. 
Daniela Ullman, welcome to the Healthier Life podcast. Hello, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me at your podcast. I'm feeling very grateful. So great to have you join us. Uh, can we start with you telling us a little bit about who you are and where you're from? Yes, I will do that gladly. I'm Daniela Ullman, born and raised in Germany, currently living in Munich, and I'm the founder of Germaso to Success, an international health and lifestyle brand. And I've grown up as a little girl in the countryside, beautiful countryside of Eastern Germany, together with my younger sister. So my life was strongly influenced by the time I've spent abroad. In my early 20s, I moved to England. And what was planned as one year abroad turned into almost 10 years living in three different countries, learning two new languages and cultures. And I very, feel very blessed and happy to actually look back at this time and look back at a very successful 20-year international career. And as I said, this really shaped the person who I've become. I love um, engaging with people from other countries and cultures. And I have a huge passion for anything related to other cultures. I love traveling. Um, with the past, the past couple of years, thanks to the pandemic, I was able to travel more and spend time abroad. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's much more to say, but just to wrap it up in a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, seconds. that's great. Thank you. So yeah, I, I love traveling as well. And I have to say, I'm a little bit jealous of the fact that you were able to travel during the pandemic, because I think for some of us, it felt like the opposite, that we had lots of trips cancelled and we weren't able to travel. So it's great that you were able to, to go places and get out of your hometown. Um, so as well as working in a corporate job, you're also a health and wellness coach, like I am. We met, didn't we, on the... Um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition Health Coach Training Program back in 2019, and we've stayed friends ever since. So uh, tell us a little bit about what made you decide to get your health coach training and begin pursuing a career in that field. Yes, thank you, Catherine. That's a very interesting question. So when I was, as I mentioned before, I was spending like almost 10 years working in an international environment. And I moved every couple of years. So every few years I had to not only learn a new language, but also adapt to the culture, um, giving 100% at work whilst trying to make new friends. And I worked in a very high paced or fast paced environment. Uh, I was feeling stressed a lot of the time and restless and I had always big goals and high expectations. And I noticed that, you know, this living this healthy lifestyle, really taking care of yourself is, um, and that by that, I mean, not only taking care of your physical body, you know, like your, your exercise routine and your healthy eating. But I learned that by integrating this healthy lifestyle into my routine, that really helped me to become my best self to really show up as the person I want to be for my new friends, for my new coworkers. And then sadly, a personal story, my dad got really ill in 2012, a time when I was still living in New York. And that was a reminder for me that health is our most important gift. And health may not be everything, but without health, everything is nothing. And all these things that I experienced through my own journey and my dad's sickness um, really helped me to decide, you know, what I've already practiced in my own life. You know, the habits I have that the living this healthy lifestyle is something I want to start teaching others. And so I went back to school, as you said, in 2019 at IN, both of you met and the rest is history, I would say. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, it's so often the case, isn't it, that people go through these difficult issues in their lives. They have these difficult experiences either with themselves or with a family member like you did. And that is the kind of impetus that they need to actually start looking at their health more seriously and, and taking more initiative in that area. So it's, it's not uncommon, your, your story, I think. 
So tell me what you find most rewarding about your job as a health coach. I just, I love your energy. You bring a lot of energy always whenever, whenever we're talking, what do you enjoy most about it? So I think what I enjoy most about the, the actual work we do is to inspire others to change their life and then actually help them to make that shift happen. Because I truly believe, you know, we have been given this gift of this lifetime here uh, on earth and we have this one body we live in. And I always tell others, you know, we have this one body and the more we take care of ourselves, the more we're able to live in it until we get very old. And, you know, when you start, you know, years after years, you know, like eating the unhealthy foods or excess alcohol amounts, having too much stress, your your walls start to fall apart and you have to have a lot of like renovation, so to speak. So I say this is the body we have and we need to treasure it because the more we take care of ourselves, the more we can give to others. And I notice it within my own journey, you know, like, I'm almost, I'm turning 40 next year in, or I'm turning 40 in May, 2022. And I've never felt so alive. I've never felt so good in my body, in my, in my mind. I've never had, I mean, I've always been someone who had energy, but I've never felt so, so, so good. And, and I want to share this with others. And I strongly believe that. And I've seen this through this journey of helping others is when you help others do that, they transform their life. You know, that, as I said before, health is a foundation. The goal should not be to, to become healthy. Of course, it's the, it's the first, well, the primary goal at beginning maybe, but it shouldn't be. It's more about the person who you become. And so that's why my motto also is health is not a goal. It's a lifestyle. You know, it's a way of living. So yeah, that's basically um, why yeah. I, I do what I do. Thank you. I love that. Health is not a goal. It's a lifestyle. I remember that one. So today we're talking about setting up healthy habits. And I know that this is an area that you particularly specialize in. So can you give the listeners your top five tips on how to set up healthy habits in 2022? Yes. So I think that's a very good question because we're starting the new year. A lot of people have good intentions, but then what happens after a couple of weeks, you know, we intention starts to fail. And I'll tell you why from my experience and from learning from others, why this is the case or what we can do in order to not make that happen. So the first thing I think, which is very important is to get clear on your intentions. Intentions, you know, what is it that you want to achieve? Is it to lose the weight? Is it to get more energy, to learn how to better manage stress? Or what is it that you want to achieve? And why is this important to you? Is it important to you because your partner told you, hey, come on, I think you should lose a bit of weight. Or is it important to you because you read it in a magazine? Why do you want this the goal to, to, to want to achieve this goal and also what you want your health to look like. So, because when things, when you're not feeling motivated and when you can get yourself up, this is why you will remember why this is important to you. That's so the first thing is get clear on why you want to ch- achieve that goal. Now, the second thing is to start small and build up over time. I have this cool phrase. I start sharing is I say, focus on lifestyle, not life changing. I believe that oftentimes we get so obsessed with making life-changing transformations. And yes, that is the the end goal. You know, that's what happens. And that's the outcome of you changing your daily little habits. But what we need to do is we need to set goals that are achievable. You know, often when I hold keynotes on my seminars, I say, okay, so what do you want to change? And then the client says, okay, well, I want to work out five days a week. And I say, okay, how often are you working out right now? One once maybe. Okay, then I say, are you sure that you can really implement it five times a week? Is that realistic to you? And then I start thinking and I say, hmm, 
No, maybe not. Maybe we should go down to, to the three. Because if it's not easy, if it's too complicated, if it's, if it's um, unreachable for you, then you will start to lose momentum and motivation in the end because it's not achievable. And that's why for a lot of people, when you hear about talk about becoming more healthy and living a healthy lifestyle, they, 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 they feel it's difficult to achieve. So, and that's also important because we need these little wins in order to be going, you know, the smaller you sit, you can have a big goal. You can, you can say, okay, in six months, I want to lose 10 kilos or I want to get more and raise my energy level, but you can set tiny little steps, you know, like tiny little milestones, because once you've achieved the milestone, you will then feel, you will feel good about yourself. You're feeling accomplished. You're feeling proud. And that will give you the momentum to keep going for the next one. So that's number two. Then the third one is you must schedule it in your calendar. Like you schedule your meetings, like you schedule your doctor's appointments, it must become a priority in your agenda. And so that's why I'm a huge fan of um, putting things in the calendar on a Sunday before the week starts. And then look at when can you make this happen? Going back to the example, okay, I want to include more exercise and daily or weekly exercise routine into my, into my life. Okay. So when, on what days are you committed to making this happen? Or when do you, can you make it happen? What time? Because you know, like a lot of people, we have all have different rhythms. Some are more active in the morning. Some prefer the evening. So find out, you know, what is the time that suits best for me? When can I carve out this time for myself and then make it a priority. You know, so you must, it must be scheduled in a calendar. You can't just have it in your head. It's not going to work out. So you must take your phone, take your journal in paper and just plan it out. Plan it the week before. And why the week at the beginning of the week? Because we tend to be more motivated. You know, when towards the end of the week, motivation starts to fail. So at the beginning of the week or on a Sunday, even clear, like get clear on when you want to do certain things. And then, yeah, and then just, just follow through basically. Then number four, which I think is also very important, is to get an accountability partner. Because I feel that, you know, oftentimes when we have a goal, you know, whether that's to another goal could be, I want to spend less time on my phone. You know, when it's just us, then it's much easier to say no to ourselves. We, a lot of times, we, if we, it's just us, you know, who are we basically saying no to. But when you have someone else, may it be a coworker, a friend, or your spouse, that also is in the same, basically have this has the same goal and you both have that goal and you have to say no to that person, that becomes a bigger hurdle. So, you know, as an example, what a lot of people did with the pandemic in the past years is they would agree to virtual walks together. You know, you can say, okay, I can't see you, but let's figure out a date and a time every week. And then we both go on a walk and we can speak on the phone together, you know, while we are walking or you can um, schedule an exercise and, you know, you can say, okay, we plan this time every week and you do your thing. I do my thing just to have that accountability and just talking about another option, you know, and I speak from experience. If that is not an option for you, if you feel that you don't have anyone who you can rely on that can help you to stay motivated because they are struggling with the same discipline problem, so to speak, get a coach. You know, I've been working with a coach for a couple of years now, and I can only say I would never be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my coach. And it's not because he or she gives this great advice. Yes, they do give good advice, but it's just to have this person that you're talking to every single week that will hold you accountable, that will also pick you up when you're feeling low. 
you know, but just having this in your calendar, knowing that, okay, next week, I'm going to speak to my coach. I need to, I better make this happen, which I promised to make happen. You know, I think that the best investment we can all make is in our own health. We spend so much time on materialistic things, you know, that give us momentary pleasure, but that really just distract us from the actual problem. So yeah, having that accountability partner is to me is, 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 is key. And the last thing that I find very important is to just be patient with yourself. You know, I think it's impossible to change a habit or to incorporate a new habit that you've been doing different for all your life just within a few weeks. You need to change your brain, your circuits in your brain. You know, you need to give yourself time to implement these new habits. And that's why I also believe, looking at the other things I shared, you must make it easy to implement, you know, because then you're more likely to stay committed. Um, but yeah, being patient, you know, trusting the process. It's not, you know, changing habits. It's not, it's not an event. It's a journey. It's a journey to help you become the person you want to be. And as a last um, tip, I have a good book that I want to recommend to your listeners. It's, you probably know it already. It's called um, Atomic Habits from James Clear. He really talks about, it's a really good book about how to change habits. And he talks as an example about the two-minute rule. You know, it's basically a new habit should not take more than two minutes. So just as another idea on making it easy. Lots to share. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much, Daniela. That's just all amazing stuff. Lots of great tips there. So just to um, recap for the listeners, um, in case they didn't have a pen and paper handy. So your number one tip was to get clear on your why. Number two was to start small and build up over time. Number three was to schedule it into your calendar. Number four was to get an accountability partner or a coach. And number five was to be patient with yourself. I love those. Thank you so much for sharing. And I do really love that book as well. I'm glad you recommended it. Um, I got I got it on Audible, I think, a few months ago and just really enjoyed listening to it. It's got a lot of great tips in there about habit building and how to maintain those habits. So thank you for sharing that. That's great. Now, I know that you're also really big on morning routines. So I'd love you to share a little bit about why you think morning routines are so important and also how the listeners could get started in building up their own morning routines. Yes, I would love to. So when, so every morning when we wake up, we have a new chance to shape life the way we want. We have a new chance to create. We have this blank canvas and we can just paint on it with all the colors that we want um, that day. So after we've rested for a couple of hours and ideally between seven and nine hours of sleep, we are feeling very energized and we are motivated. We have a clear mind in, in most cases. So I find it so important to start the day taking care for your own self, because I believe that the morning has a huge impact on how your day goes. There's this this quote that I want to share. It says, the way you start your day is the way you end your day. And that's why how you start the morning has a huge impact on or determines on the the rest of your day. If you're waking up feeling stressed because you woke up far too late and your kids are, you know, screaming at you, you need to quickly prepare lunches and you hardly have time to actually get dressed and before you have to bring them to school, you know, that is the wrong way to start the day because you have no time for yourself. And so that's why I believe that it's not so much about when we get up. Oftentimes people ask me, so what, when, when do I think, what time do you think should I get up? And I say, it doesn't matter what time you get up. It's really just how you get up. And, you know, there are a few things that are recommend to people that I believe are strongly important on how to start the day in a more positive way, um, because 
you know, when you're clear on your intentions for the day, when you've woken up your body and, and feeling energized, when you know what's on your agenda and you're in control of these things, then you have a different outlook on how your day will go. Of course, there will always be coming things your way that, you, that are unplanned, but at least you, you're starting your day in a more positive way. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really great. Yes, I, I love morning routines as well. And like you said, I feel so much more in control of the day and so much better if I've had a good morning routine than if I've just woken up because, you know, someone's calling me and I've, I've just sort of rushed into the day without really preparing first. So I agree. It's really important to try to make that time. And like you said, it doesn't really matter when you get up. It doesn't really matter how long your morning routine is. Um, you know, it could be just 10 minutes, couldn't it? It doesn't have to be like yeah. a whole hour or <laughs> half an hour even so thank you so much for sharing that what about evening routines are they also important do you think yes i believe that i mean there's two there are two reasons why i think it's important first because i think a successful day starts the night before so i would always recommend to people and i do that myself is to to um to plan ahead of time so to to look at the things that are that have to be done tomorrow and then you start start putting these things on your to-do list and, and also start planning. As an example, if you have breakfast to prepare, you can already start putting some ingredients out there on the stove. So because in the morning, it's always about getting things done quickly. So the more you have prepared, including the kids' lunches, you can start maybe preparing lunches the night before or some of the ingredients. So you can do it faster or you need less time in the morning. Or things that, you know, save time that you can invest in, in other things, like in taking care of your own health. And the same goes for, um, like, as an example, if you want to exercise, if your plan is to work out or do something in the morning, then you can put out your clothes the night before, because the morning when you wake up and we're still feeling tired, you may not feel so motivated to make things happen. But if you can see your trainers and your, your pants, they're laying there. So that's, there's a, another hurdle to say no. So if you have it already out there, you just put it on and you make it happen. So that's why I think one reason why this is important. And the other one is, you know, when we when we when we go through our days, we we often, you know, we have a lot of things that get thrown our way, situations we have to deal with, whether it's about the kids, whether it's at work with our spouse, and we we get pulled into so many different directions. And the evening really is a time to wind down and to disconnect from whatever happened during the day. And the worst thing to my mind people can do, or you can do is to wind down every night on Netflix, on your phone until the very last minute you go to bed. I think that is not good because A, it prevents, you know, melatonin, which is this body sleep hormone to produce. So you find it harder to fall asleep because of the blue light from the screens. And also you take a lot of these things you've been thinking about that have happened during the day, you take that into your sleep because your subconscious mind will keep working. So that's why I'm a, I'm a big fan also of evening rituals. And that could include anything of from physical exercise. It could be mindfulness techniques to, to really prepare yourself for a good night's sleep or just journaling, you know, like just get your thoughts onto paper, reflect, you know, what, what am I grateful for today? Or what am I want to, what do I want to have done tomorrow? What do I want? To, what did I learn today? Like just to find a way to disconnect from your devices and everything that happened during the day. I think that's, that's very important. And we yeah. all know a good night's sleep is important um, so we can wake up feeling energized, right? So if we don't fall asleep, it is, it's all a cycle in the end, isn't it? Yeah, I absolutely totally agree with that. Thank you. So Daniela, what are your own favorite daily habits? I'm sure the listeners would love to hear how you go about your day, either in the morning or the evening, things that you do and how they have impacted your health and wellness. Yes. 
So I have a couple of habits that I practice every day, no matter where I am right now I'm with my parents. Um, so I also find it important to maintain these routines. So the first thing I do, which I do every morning is I have a hot water and lemon because that is, you know, the body uses the night we all know to detox. So that helps to flush out the toxins and it gets our digestion ready. So that's why I have this every single day. And then I always find a way to energize my body. So that could mean a walk around the block. It could mean going for a run. It could be a little 15 minute stretch or sometimes even a yoga sequence or whatever I need. I make it happen, but it has to energize my body so much. So I have to move my body or sometimes maybe it's a, a quick, a quick um, five minute dance to, to wake up. Then I also spend time to journal in the morning to, yeah, to basically just prepare the day ahead to be grateful again. I find gratitude super important because we oftentimes start our days feeling, thinking about our to-do lists already. So just grounding yourself in, in, in your way and, and mindfulness techniques are a big part of that too. And the last thing I do is I have a cold shower, which I call my SOS energy booster because that is not wow. only- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in awe. I don't think I could manage that. <laughs> yeah, I do this every day. Obviously, right now I start with warm water and then turn it cold. But yeah, these are the things that really help me to, to get- not only to feel energized, but also to get into the right mindset. And it helps to strengthen my immune system. We all know that's important. Um, so I can show up, like I said, as a person I want to be. And, and we all know there are so many health benefits for the heart, for your brain, for the way we feel, you know, I think we could go on and on about that. But these are things I practice daily. That's great. Thank you. So thank you so much for everything you shared on the podcast today. It's been wonderful. Lots of great insights, lots of wisdom, and I'm sure lots of great tips that the listeners are going to be able to put into practice having um, heard what you've had to say. Where can people find you online if they want to find out more about you and what you do? Yes. Can I just share one more thing, which I find what you want to yes, leave the listeners sure. with? Um, because we talked a lot about timing, but I want to just express in the end that, you know, the first question everyone should ask themselves, how much time am I willing to dedicate every morning? And what's most important about everything that I shared is that you make it your own, whether it's 10 minutes in the morning, whether it's 20 minutes in the morning, customized to your own lifestyle. And out of all the things we share, just pick the one that resonates most with you and then just go and implement it every single day and then build up over time, add more things to your routines, but you don't have to start with everything at once. That was important. And you may want to check out Mel Robbins, the five second rule, which I'm a huge fan of her. And she talks a lot about morning routines. Yeah. Mel Robbins. Now, I'll put that yes. in the show notes. Thank you. Now, how can listeners find me? I am very active on Instagram, on social media, mainly on Jumpstart to Success, where I go post my weekly lives, um, where I go for walks with you guys every week, um, where I share ideas and experience and techniques on how to build habits and, and live a healthier lifestyle or my upcoming programs, such as my morning routine experience, and also my website, obviously, jumpstarttosuccess.com, where you can find more about myself and my programs. And for those that are active on LinkedIn, here I am as well. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for sharing. I'll definitely put all those links in the show notes so people can uh, find you there. And it's been such a joy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and sharing your wisdom. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a very healthy and successful 2022. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me again. I wish all the listeners a beautiful, a healthy and a happy new year 2022. And I know you can make it happen. Just believe in yourself. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. 
I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.